Yeah, the earliest movie I know him from is um, those Conan movies where he was like the bad guy, mm-hmm. and he had like the long wig on. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was serious. So the reason James Earl Jones was a big bad dude is because James Earl Jones was a big dude. Is he? He's tall. He, he's tall, but he was he's, he was also pretty strong. Really, he, he I wasn't did not know like that. he wasn't like cut out packed. He was built like a boxer. Yeah, like an old school boxer with the gigantic chest and all that stuff. Um, I wonder how tall James Earl Jones is. How how tall is he? Uh, six something, I would guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah. We can cyber stalk him right quick. So anyway, um, yeah. While you do that, um, we were just talking about um, international business here on the Not Dumb podcast. Um, before I hit the record button. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Good thing you're recording with all that coffee. I know, right? Getting over that sweet. Oh, it's the great white hype. Great white hope. Who? Trump? Who, no, that's a uh, movie James Earl Jones was in. The Great White Hope. Oh, oh, was he? Um, oh, yeah, he was the. Uh, what's that boxer's name? I forgot the name of him. Where he basically beat him, right? Jack Jefferson. Oh no, that's not who I was thinking of. I think it was something else. Um, so Jack Jefferson is patent after Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson. A, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's what I was gonna say. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so that's a fictional movie. They just. Based it, it it's off of essentially them. about Jack Johnson. <laughs> got it. Got it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, Rocky was based off of um, Rocky Marciano. Yeah, exactly. It's not obviously it wasn't him ex- it's explicitly because I think he lost a lot, Rocky Marciano. But um, mm, no, Rocky Marciano did not lose a lot. No, didn't he? weren't they, weren't they paying his opponents to lose or something like that? Yeah, Am the, I thinking of the wrong guy? No, no, the mafia was doing some stuff to make sure Rocky was losing was undefeated in the later years, but the fight game has always been dirty. Yeah, especially back then. Especially back then. But, um, yeah, man. Anyway, welcome to the Not Dumb Podcast. I'm your gracious host, Iron Man Abdul. I have uh, Shaman Warden here. Hey, everybody. How you doing? Sorry to take you through that long um, background talk. Uh, we were discussing whether or not Trump, yep, Trump, that's probably the last time you hear us. We really don't speak about politics that much on this uh, podcast, but, you know, it's a part of life. What are you going to do? Is he good or bad for business? And Trump's and uh, Shimon said. Uh, he's both. In what way, Shimon? So uh, Trump, in a conservative sense, like conservative business sense, mm-hmm. believes in weak policies. So he gets, supposedly gets government out of the way. He championed the Republican um, tax reform. He had nothing to do with it. That's Paul Ryan mm-hmm. and that weak lower taxes environment. So in that regard, as far as looking at regulation that's like stale and stagnant and redefining it, he's yeah. good for business. He's bad for business. Worldly business or just American business? Mm, that, well, uh, if he's good for Amer- the belief is that if he's good for American business, he's good for worldly business because the U.S. is a lion's share of world business. It's us and China, you know. Really? Uh, yeah, we dominate world markets. Mm. And, and two, even if we're not directly dominate mar- world markets because we've always been relatively open. Yeah. Um, any U.S. citizen can invest in most countries outside of, like, South Korea and um, Iran. 
Uh, actually, some people can still invest in Iran and in, in Cuba. So there are a lot of, you know, someone making, you know, you could be a janitor and you've been saving and you could be investing back in your home country. Mm. That's foreign direct <coughs> investment. Yeah. That's actually, it's huge. Yeah. Um, we've been doing that for generations. So is, wait, is, is, is China like such a major player just because of manufacturing? Because they got everything on lock pretty much? Um, is that where their that that has to be where their strength is? That's where they, that's how they came about. Yeah, I mean, China's on lock because they have a billion billion point three people. There's more young Chinese millennials than there are U.S. citizens, man. U.S. residents. Quite. Really? Yeah. Well, I guess that has to be. I mean, what do we have? Four hundred million America. All three, of us. We're about three hundred twenty-five million or so. Yeah. Um. I mean, sure, we could be 400, but it's really, the census says 325. Mm. So um, the Chinese have 325 people between, you know, 18 and 40. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that destroys our uh, ratio there. Right. <laughs> they're both. They're, um, they're top heavy. You know, they have more old people and not enough people like our age, like 30s, 40s, 50s. Yeah. And then they have a, a little bit of slug of... Um, those younger younger people and then there's some young teenagers so it's going to be a little bit hard but they have enough internal demand like enough people in china now want to buy world goods and chinese goods yeah all right so so back to our original what we were talking about before uh trump is deregulating trump is doing all these things um everyone thinks he's a bastard for the most part internationally is he good or bad for american business is he good or bad for chinese business he is good for power brokers who've been around. So mm-hmm. if you were in a legacy business or, you know, you, your family's been in business or you work for a big company, mm-hmm. you know, any of the Fortune 1000, you, you probably straight. Yeah. So you like Trump if you're one of those people. Well, I, I mean, first of all, they're prepared and they're connected and, you know, um, mm-hmm. Not, not all of them agree with him. You know, there's a lot of them that are working around him. Even Wally World's working around him. Mm. Uh, that's Walmart. Um, oh, but, man, everything is from China with Walmart. <laughs> pretty much. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So um, um, that that's kind of like on the surface. But that's quite honestly, every president weakens old regulations that aren't relevant. Every Congress supposed to do it. Um and they all like leave their thumbprint. The, one of the things that's bad about Trump is he's inconsistent and irresponsible with his mouth. And the president mm. has historically, even Nixon, been careful what they say because the president can change the stock market with a couple of sentences. Yeah. And he's been saying stuff for so long now that he's actually weakening the effectiveness of the presidency and casual speech. Yeah, but he's bullying. I I can't I can't body blowing. I can't figure out if he's just that. Like I don't want to believe that he's just that stupid. No, like, he's not a stupid man. I, but I he's don't narrow minded. No, but if you see the tweets, if you see the things he says, that speeches, he's like you would think that he, I I can't tell. Like here's the thing: I don't think he's an idiot. Like everyone thinks he's a dumbass. I think he's a dumbass in the. Um, Figurative sense. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, you're a dumbass. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think he's actually that stupid. And the reason is because he somehow made it all the way up to the pres- office of the president. 
Number one. Number two, I think he's really good at tuning into what people want to hear. Yeah. What, they, he, what they're looking to hear emotionally. I'm talking about his um, either racist base or his conservative but, base. But, but he spent a lot of time in media. People like yeah, he spent a lot exactly. of time so in media he's, entertainment. And before that, he he's a charismatic type person. Yeah. I mean, the Clintons went to his both of his weddings. Like He's a fun dude in that world. Yeah. But don't mean he should be running the country. The other thing is, there is he's not a person from what you know when you're reading that listens to objection, and that is that is that that is that's tumultuous. Yeah. And then the people around him, they they, what happens when you have that type of leader that's Mm. always they you know authoritarian and want something hard is you have people who normally don't do those things like they're supposed to be careful in their speech and you know men things saying bombastic statements because they're they're actually speaking to an audience of one Mm -hmm. and not really working in their position and that's terrible so if you're a small business a medium-sized business that is not well connected if you don't know congress people Mm-hmm. If you don't know how uh, one or two major government agencies and a, a world agency like a, like the, you're doing business through the World Bank or understand how that mechanism works, yeah. normally you're under the, the auspice, the big wings of the United States government, and it's flapping like crazy, you can get thrown off like a little feather. That is the problem. It's confusion. That's a great analogy. Yeah. Good job, Shaman. That was good. Um so let's let's take this uh, let's take this quote unquote trick. See, here's the thing about politics, and I'm I'm, I'm going to take a tiny tangent here. I don't believe anything that I see. I think it's all BS. I think that he's volatile and he's acting crazy with his crazy tweets and these his racist things that he's saying. But I don't feel like um, there's nothing that he can do on his own that will you know, send America to the depths of hell. There's a hundred people behind him that are making everything happen the way it's happening. Okay. Now I know his, his rhetoric and all that can lead to certain things. I get that. Um, Like it's leading to all these, you know, jackasses going and shooting up newspapers and stuff. Still, they want to act like Muslims are the biggest terrorists on earth, but uh, I don't think so. There's, Plenty of uh, crazy ass white guys with guns. There are crazy people across exactly. the spectrum. So it's not it's not and just Muslims. Where, that's where you got to be careful because leadership, you can't just be saying stuff because even though you're not there pulling the helm one way or another, right? Yeah. There's people who are not that deep mm-hmm. or not well balanced that's going to take what you say, take it and, seriously, and run and with go it. with it. Like yeah, is, yeah, exactly. So anyway, my point is is that um, I don't believe everything that I see in here, hardly anything. When I watch the news, I, it's, you know, I just don't. I don't know why. I can't, I can't take hardly it, anything of it theater. seriously. It's like it political theater. But, but it, it still works on the person. There's still consequences to it. Yeah. But as far as it, like, you know, you know, this whole Russia scandal or whatever with Trump, I mean, until I see something where someone is actually taking action about it, or actually really is, and besides, like, having all these speculation parties for an entire show... I, I, it's nothing to me. So I don't believe anything of it. Now, when you look at the, uh, the quote-unquote trade war with China, where you have him uh, increasing tariffs on all Chinese products, 
duh, they're going to come back and increase. That's that's bad for business. Okay, so it's bad. So that's bad for Chinese business or American business or both. That's both because we're U.S. and China are two of the number one. Well, our number one trade partners actually Canada and then the U.K. Yeah. But China is right there with it. We're China's number one trade partner. We buy a lot of Chinese goods because Americans Everything don't like Everything here pain. is made in China. Because yeah. America don't want to pay extra, extra money for stuff. Exactly. We're addicted to cheap labor and cheap stuff. Exactly. That's exactly. why we invade countries to keep our gas prices low. So knowing that, exactly that too. So knowing that, how seriously would I take a tariff, um, them saying that there's a tariff, uh, what is it, an extra percentage? Or what is it, an extra? How do they do it? I mean, we've done some tariffs. Hold on, hold on. The reason why uh, we're talking to Shimon about this is because uh, not only is he the vice president of Unitalk, he has an MBA in, what, business? Yeah. I know you don't like talking about your degrees, but, uh, you know, dumbassy man over here, yeah, I just start businesses and make things work, but Shimon actually knows about business in a, in a real sense, not just, you know, getting things up and going and, you know, and I like economics for some weird reason. I, I, I find it really interesting because I like the cultural part. Like, What do you mean the, the cultural part of economics? Because normally when we think about economics, we think about money. Mm-hmm. Money is not real. No, money, I know it's it not. It has no real value. We no. walk around with cotton and, and pieces of plastic right now. Basically. Yeah, because money is made of cotton. It's not yeah. made of paper, people. It's made of cotton. Yep. King cotton. And plastic. <laughs> with like some threads in it. Which yeah. are cotton. Yeah. Um, no, so doesn't have plastic in it? Those strips? Aren't those strips plastic? Those are, those are threads. Those no, are but actually, it's threads of plastic, though, right? That's a good question. I think it's plastic. Mm. It's cotton and plastic. Anyway, go, uh, do your thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, you name any society. Yeah. It's going to create an economy to, to help it give things that are culturally significant, include, and, and it's in addition to food and water. Mm-hmm. You know, if you prayed to a palm tree mm-hmm. or a mountain yeah the people who brought you up the mountain and down the mountain are going to become significant and grow power yeah right but that only has meaning to that culture um so i find that interesting so what do you do now in a global the world has always been global but we're more global it's easy to communicate with people it's easy to travel with people mm. so you're having all these different value systems collide yeah um, the Europeans did do a lot to collide <laughs> and yeah. disturb those value systems, but we are where we are, yeah. right? Even though my tangent, I I don't take it seriously, and there're gonna be some people who are listening here are gonna get mad. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're a white person descended from the Western Western Europe and you're complaining about globalization, you need to shut the hell up, <laughs> right? <laughs> Your family, your it. ancestors went yeah. and globalized the world, conquering with military. They globalized group. whiteness. Yeah. They created <laughs> the concept of whiteness. They created yeah. the concept of current racism. Not to say that there weren't race battles before. Yeah. The concept of race right now. But Wait, we, keep talking. I got to take my shirt off. Hold on. Keep woo, talking. Take it off. I'm just kidding. Hey, don't do that. <laughs> You're supposed to say no homo right what, now. What we have to do at the Not Dumb Podcast is... um. We have to turn off the air conditioning because it comes through on our dope mics here. So, um, yeah, it gets a little hot in here. Uh, yeah, it is summertime, too. So, yeah, um, and I think the other building, uh, I think the whole building is a little warmer than usual. They mustn't. I bet the heat pumps are down. Mm. Something that doesn't seem as cool as it should be. Yeah, and it's normally my, and the staff hasn't been here because of the, 
Fourth of July. Mm. I mean, they were here, but I didn't see as much as the the Shaman. Shaman lives in a big fancy building, um, and so they have staff that attends to uh, the building's needs. Uh, I like it. Yeah. What yeah. do you mean? You like what this building? I, I mean, I like. I've stayed in a couple of. Um, oh, this is managed, a good place. Build, managed buildings. Yeah. And uh, it makes your life easier. Yeah. You know. If but, I didn't have seven kids, I'd I'd live in one. Yeah, well, if they had ones where more of them that uh, had four bedrooms or five bedrooms. Oh man, you, I'd be yeah, all over it. Yeah, that'd yeah. be like forty grand a month or something. <laughs> in a place like this, it would be. Yeah. So yeah, no, nah, can't nah, do that. Nah, it's too much nah. money. Um, you, can buy, you can buy a house and a servant for all that. Um, yeah. So anyway, getting back to what's going on behind Trump is he, and it could be. We can name a senator, but he's the president, so that's the lightning rod right now. Mm. He's he's speaking to a, a portion of his base, and some of them want you to be tough on tra- international trade because the businesses are leaving their area and they're feeling it personally. Like those husbands are looking at their wives, and wives are looking at the kids, yeah. and the thing like, yo, we struggling. It must be these foreigners. It's the look at your neighbor who owns that business who's decided to move over there because they can stay with you and pay more money yeah. or be creative in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. Like there are businesses and... All right, there are businesses coming through. So there are businesses, right, and uh, I was listening to probably Bloomberg or NPR. I know those shouldn't be getting confused, but I listen to a lot of stuff. Yeah, I do too. And, yeah, um, about um, timber in Minnesota. And so it was a big timber place. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, and there were guys who like ran lathes and simple mm. machines, yeah. right? They're getting devastated. And um, there's a lot of consolidation, which means the companies bought out each other. And then the, the current owner decided to move the plant overseas, probably to Chile or some other, mm-hmm. um, or Brazil or someplace. Yeah. Could have been Vietnam. And... So here comes all these people that are going to be unemployed. Well, someone said, well, I got skilled labor. Although they're skilled on machines, I can bring, train them on some other types of machines, more advanced machines, and they brought them to that community. Well, the community actually invested and recruited some co- a couple of companies. Yeah. These people were able to maintain their jobs. They transferred their skills over. It, it was a little painful for a little bit. You know, you're not going to be as competent as something you worked on for 40 years. Yeah. And um, they did well. And that's what we need to do to really be competitive. You you can't beat China. You you definitely can't beat Vietnam because China's price is coming on cheap labor. Yeah. We can't. I mean, on a on a um, on a I forget the word I'm looking for, but on just on a money basis, what they're paying over there. It's cheap for them too. Yeah, <laughs> cheap for like cheap They're for us not is, is nothing. I mean, nah. you can make more money being homeless Look, in America yeah. than in China working. Look, we and two, we're addicted to cheap labor because that's why people we hire immigrants or people with prison backgrounds and pay them peanuts for the same level of labor because the United States has been. That, and yeah, that's yeah. legalized. That's our heroin. Yeah, we're basically. always chasing cheap labor, and we're gonna go overseas. And, yeah. And, and cheap property and things are not you you, you could pay and two a, a lot of americans you know, like they talk about work you don't see us going out there picking watermelons we bring people in from central america yeah. and the caribbean to go pick watermelons it's mostly mexicans yeah mostly 
you know. So you yeah. know, you work in hotels. A lot of people from the Caribbean, where I'm, you know, where we're from, or yeah. some of our ancestors are from, and they come up here to work in the hotel season. Mm-hmm. And why? And like that's a hard, that's a hard job. But there are people with visas who come up and work in the tr- the tourist season. Just here, for that, yeah. Just yeah. for that. Mm-hmm. So we've already decided as a culture, there's certain labor jobs that we're not going to do in abundance. Why, why are you telling me that the those only jobs people are coming who are, back? The only people who are doing those kind of jobs are teenagers who are, I'm, I'm just speaking from experience, most teenagers, for the most part, they're going to be lazier. They're not going to want to do any hard labor jobs. And immigrants, that's it. You're not getting people who want to make any kind of real money doing that kind of work because there's other ways to make money. And you can make more money. And you can just make more money. And not hurt. And not be in pain and stuff like that. So, and even even to teenagers, I always, one of my things I always tell teenagers is get a job in construction because you can make a lot of money and it, you, you learn a lot of stuff. But who do you see on those jobs is immigrants who are making like half the amount that you're making as an 18 year old because they're getting paid under the table. Mm-hmm. And then young guys and then just bitter old dudes who are all broken and everything, but that's a different story. Yeah, you got the masters <laughs> and you got the journeymen and then yeah. you got the and I mean, that system's been designed that way for a long exactly. time. That's just the way nowhere. it is. It's not gonna it's not yeah. gonna change. So if you take immigrants out of that equation, who do you have to do that kind of stuff? To do all the the, the hard labor, not I'm, I'm, I'm in construction, there's levels of what you just said. There's the labor, the guys who just do the things, then there's the journeymen, the guys who are specialized in certain things. And then you got the foreman and the you know the you know the the guys on top, so all that stuff on that bottom level um, is going to be immigrants and young people, and young people aren't going to they're not going to do it as well. I'm going to take this moment to bitch about Massachusetts giving me a hard time from recognizing my master electrician's license, even though the the Valor Act and one and two. You're a master electrician. Yeah, that's what I did in the Navy. I'm I'm a master electrician. If the Massachusetts let me sit for the master's exam, I would be recognized here. So I worked in exempted industries. It's actually easy. It was easier for me to come out of the Navy and work as an electrical engineer because my school counted as that. Then my, I went to two schools in the Navy. I went to school to be an electrician and then I went to school to be a nuclear power, which is accredited and gave me an engineering degree. So um, it was easier for me to come out and work as an engineer than it was for me to come out and work as an electrician. Electric- electricians make a lot. Yeah, my cousin makes a, a he's an electrician in New York. And he's, it's ridiculous. So I hire electricians a lot of times for various projects that I do, and they're making one seventy-five an hour plus. Mm-hmm. You know, on holidays and weekends, it's even double that sometimes. Yeah, sometimes that's a master even, rate. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So um, those guys are not hurting; they're doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would be. Do I, I could verify drawings and stuff like that? And yeah, yeah. Wait, why did? Gotta stay on topic, brother. Yeah, so, so why we went to that? Yeah. Because sometimes people ignore the trades. Trades are really oh man, you, you, look, plumbers bro, and electricians. Bro. If you if you had a choice between some jobs, you should be a plumber or electrician or a pipe fitter. Yes, or crane welder. operator too. Yeah, you can get paid real money, like but, beating doctors and what, like competitive with that. I don't know about beating doctors. But I don't know about are. beating, but they're it's competitive. Yeah, um, you beating you beating uh, you, 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 you competitive with IT. Yeah, um, yeah. Everyone, def, definitely yeah. beating people like a, administrative anything. To- oh, absolutely, toasting. Absolutely. Let me tell you something. All the young guys out there, if you really want to make money, and you don't want to work that hard. It's hard work. You have you might have like you might have to get up at like four a.m. Crane operators, bro. Like those guys can make upwards of two thousand, three thousand dollars a day. 
the guys who are up like lifting things up to sky skyscrapers and stuff like that mm-hmm. very 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 good money yeah you know it's considered uh well it's just a trade that's all it is trade but you got to be skilled people say those are but is it is it is it 12 years like a doctor no No, is it is it three or four or five extra extra years on top of college like a lawyer nope it's like a year and a half yeah yeah same thing for electrician same thing for plumber it's not even that long electrician is school for 18 months and then um depending on the state yeah Two year, two years of doing a journeyman. Yeah, it's about five years to be an electrician. About five. Really? If you if you start if you started and you had no no schooling, you like oh I want to be an electrician today. It's about five years. Yeah. I mean you making money from the beginning. Like, yeah. You exactly. work your way up. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm and that, if you go out there and you start your own company, man, it's money, all kinds of things. Like anyway, so that's another story. But I think young people should, uh, you know, learn learn the go and you know you could be a um, an apprentice and an electrician. Yeah. And get and get paid instantly. Yeah. Yep. Like a very little training just that, to be an apprentice. Yeah, you go to school because you're an apprentice yeah. while you're in school. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so you're, you're learning academically on hands. I love being. An I might have to go do that, man. Just go make me, you know, seventy, eighty grand a year doing an, an apprenticeship, bro. You know, easy, if, easy. They, if they ever let me sit for this thing, nah, I wouldn't. I'm just kidding. I need yeah. to make more than that. But no, yeah, no, no, I need some zeros. The um. It would be nice because then I can like review drawings and, and do what I can yeah. do anyway. Because yeah. I'm not, I'm not running no damn cable anymore. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing any of that stuff. But it's funny I've that, done that stuff. I actually, we, I just hired a guy to run some cable um, from. Well, yeah, it's going to be hard, kind of hard to explain on a podcast, but basically from a garage up into uh, a building and then over to the next building. Because they were trying to make a garage door opener that could go from a garage that was underneath another part of the building. Uh, Why didn't they just do that remotely? That would have been easier than that long cable run. Because uh, it, it wouldn't go through all the stone. Oh, yeah. Because it's like a, a building from like, you know, 18. For those of you who don't know, Boston's full of like gigantic old buildings from the 1800s. Yeah, that stone is going to kill that And uh, yeah, there's no signals is going through that stone. It's like pure granite. So anyway, uh, $3,000... Guess how long it took him to run that cable? Good guess. 90 minutes? No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't 90 minutes. <laughs> Probably it, six hours. It was about, uh, it was about a day. Like Dang. a day, and then he came back the next day for like an hour. Done. So basically, three grand to do, let's say, 10 hours of work. Well, and he had an apprentice with him. So, I yeah. mean, it was two guys. Two three. guys. So that apprentice was probably making, you know, what? 30, 40 bucks an hour. Mm, depending on how many years. If it's the first year, 18. Probably wasn't the first year. So he probably make about 30, 25, 30. So anyway, it was, um, they, they make some good money. Yeah, they, they cable run. Yeah. Because they got to secure the power. They yeah. got to hook it back up and they got to test it. But yeah, cable runs suck. And he was saying that, that cable runs are literally, like there's like two or three hardest things to do as an electrician. That's one of the hardest things to do as an electrician. But... Um, yeah, I hate cable runs. Yeah, it's like I guess it's really difficult, whatever. But still, that it, I mean, for a day's labor, come on, bro, that's great money. Well, man. But the hard thing money. about cable runs is if the 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 building isn't laid out well, and like yeah. everyone's been ad hoc throwing other cables, and yeah. they cut something out. Like they re- imagine someone replaced the fridge, and they're like, you yeah, know, I'm not gonna run a new cable run and move it over there. So you just got dead cable yeah. that's not connected to anything or worse it's connected to power but it's not connected to anything uh, yeah I've been bit quite a few times 
Um, that's what happened. Is that me. what you mean by getting shocked? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've been shocked before. It wasn't pleasant. I've been like electrocuted straight across the chest for 440 straight across the chest. What does 440 mean? 440 volts across my chest on a 30 amp um, fuse. There was no way that sucker was turning off. Mm. I should have been laid down. Uh, you know what I don't understand about, and this is way off topic, because um, <laughs> we always do this every podcast. Yeah, we're going to bring it back. But how does... So you ever see those videos where someone, someone gets shocked and they it shoots them back? Mm-hmm. It looks like it defies physics. No. It, because there's no pushing force. They just fly back. Well, there is a pushing force. It's called the electricity. That electrical force is a beast. But so, what, is, what, is the propel, what, is, what is propelling? Two you know thing, what I mean? Like, two things is propelling them. is the actual electrical force, and two, their muscles spasm so violently. Oh, so them. they kind of jump back themselves. Well, you can be thrown. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, so sometimes you'll jump. like you, it, The pain yeah. makes you jump, yeah. or you will actually kick. But sometimes the electricity itself is just it's so violent, yeah. it will... Because uh, it can, the same electricity that blows a door open or sends something out flying will send you flying. Mm. Now, the worst part is sometimes the difference, um, like there's so much energy mm. that the, the air gets superheated and, uh, and creates this thing. It's like lightning, but it's diff- a little bit different, like floating lightning. It's called plasma fireball. Think oh. of like, how you kick, like from Street Fighter? Uh, how do you that, yeah. Oh man, Don't it's actually that, real. I, that like, makes me want to pursue that. You how know? you? Yeah, not you do not want to be on the other side of that. You yeah. will, you will cook. <laughs> wow, yeah. I, I would, I would. Still I've seen, like to be able I've to... seen them. Like, oh yeah, like you've seen people. it like in real life. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it was like so cool, and then it was like, oh, we all can die. <laughs> I do dumb things, so I'd be the guy like, oh hey, let me pretend like it's in my hands. I'll just, I won't touch it though. You, 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 you can't because. The, I would I totally do something like that, but that would be. I dumb. mean, I used yeah. to do it like they create them in semiconductors. Semiconductor mm-hmm. is about creating these huge differences in voltage that yeah. rips the electrons off or rips the protons off um, uh, to positive, and then you direct it through electrical magnets mm. to take the exact type of atom you want and how many um, electrons additional or mi- minus. I said protons, and that was wrong. Additional uh, or less electrons which are charged and then putting it in the silicone at the right angle it's really cool if from the physics of it and it's some dope machines mm. nice robotics and a big huge electrical sparks it's so, uh i think you kind of like out nerded me right there because that all that went right over my head i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> it sounded uh, like you knew what you were talking about i'm sure you did but i don't i don't even know what I, was going I, I, on like oh man ripping electrons man wow that sounds cool you but. remember like um sort of like if you walked on the carpet Mm. And you you know you get that shock and you're about to go like shock your friend yeah because you why would you grab the doorknob you're gonna just shock yourself shock your friend it's yeah. way more fun right of course yeah makes sense so that shock that thing is the electrons coming off your you've built up a charge on your body yeah and now you're at a different potential in your friend and it's it's your the like your body wants to be normal again. wants to be neutral everything want, yeah. everything wants to get in neutral same so thing with temperature right mm-hmm. temperature always wants to be. At a, con- at a consistent. So let's bring this back to Trump. Trump is not. Oh yeah, what were you talking? <laughs> yeah, watch, watch it. Here comes a, watch this current people. Trump is not neutral. Mm. No, he's, he's not. He's mad, charged up. Yeah. So what he's going to take is all those people that are charged up, and they're going to go wham. And uh, that sounds good. Like if you're shocking your friend, yeah, it's not that bad. 
But uh, if the room is full of gas mm. or um, that's not your friend, it's a big old dude who just, you know, uh, old lady just pissed him off and he benches like 250. No, no, let's make that 520. Yeah, that's it's going to be a bad day for you. Yeah, yeah. 250 is not that much. Uh, yeah. uh, 520 going to be a bad day for you. That's a bad day. A bad right. day. I understand. So uh, so we can conclude that um, in certain ways, Trump is good for business in the deregulation type of way. And if you're uh, from old money or something like that, he's good. Yeah, I mean, any Republican would have done the exact same thing. So there's no real reason. I don't even think Obama would even do See, that's the thing. A lot of people think put politics is based off of like morality and it's not. It's based off of capitalism and economics. Worldly. Yeah. All right. So it's not just about like what's happening in America, even though they like to pretend and all the talk that they do, Hillary Clinton, all of them, Obama, everybody, they all, you know, talk about, you know, pretending like we having all these, you know, fights about morality all over the world. None of this is about morality and about what's right. And I kind of resent politicians for actually making it seem like that is to all the people who are dumb enough to believe it. It's all about economics and power at the end of the day so there's two things there is that's my belief but there's some morality but i think you you can go you can go to trump on this there's no morality in world politics very unless it involves like i mean not really i I was gonna say like unless it involves babies and stuff like that but i mean you got we got babies being taken away from mothers here in america Mm -hmm. because some stupid ass because whatever they're the, saying because the morality for uh, politicians appears in who they appoint mm. and where their boundaries are now they're going to be cutthroat for power hands down right in some sort of way if you watch scandal or whatever tv you're trying to imagine this from they're going to do what they need to do to maintain their power base but they have a value system with the people they hire and how they hold their people accountable the type of stuff that they will tolerate before they fire somebody. Is that's that, that's where that's where it's really important. That but that value system is not based in, like you just said, you Judo, Christian, Islamic, it's not, Buddhism. No, no it's nah. not based in that. It's based in their power. Their power. Uh, uh, what you say? Power base or whatever. It is how that individual or that group how they define how they came to power and how they need to maintain power. Okay, exactly. That's my point. It's based in money, economics, and power. It has zero to do with well, whether they're a good person or if they're helping good people. If they happen to help some good people on the way to making themselves a bunch of dough or attaining more power, then you know, okay, well, we'll do that. But look how <clears throat> you can compare Obama and Trump. Both hold the same, held the same office, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Trump came to power because he said he had a lot of money, and he runs and he's he he's bombastic, right? Mm-hmm. He he puffs off on his chest, you know. He's like, you know, he needs to be the stud in the room. Sure. Obama came to power because he charisma. They're both charismatic, right? In a different way, but Obama was like the intelligent, cool guy that's going to lead you in some sort of way. Are they still doing the same thing? Slightly different. Obama couldn't be bombastic like Trump. He would erode his power base. People are like, well, he's now a fool. I can't deal with him. Trump can't be like Obama because his base would then go, oh, well, he don't really got no balls because they need the bombastic. They need the over the top to believe that they're being someone's changing it does absolutely nothing piss off a lot of people 
right? So and I'm just talking about their style. Some of the things that they need to deliver is different. Like Trump had to deliver on that taxes. He would be done already if he didn't deliver on that taxes. You mean that tax cut for the wealthy that he did? Yeah. He pretended it was for the poor. <laughs> <laughs> did nothing yeah. for the poor person. Because the rich people who wanted that tax uh, cut could actually uh, affect him in the next reelection. Or before. Or before. Yeah, or bring I mean, him down in office. Yeah. You know? Like, yo, um, yeah. all this crazy stuff he's doing, we are not going to let it pass anymore. Well, okay, but that's this is all plays into what I'm saying though. It, this is all about power and money. That's all it is at the end of the day. And um, I, I just, anyway, I'm sorry. Did I interrupt what you were saying? Mm-mm. Well, okay. I I just feel like I am just highly, highly, highly disillusioned with the um, like. Okay, I'll put it to you this way. Do you think two things? Do you think Trump is gonna make it again into office? No, unlikely. You think so? So who do you think the Democrats are going to run? Um, Who's going to win the primary? The Democrats, if they have any sense, are going to look for a female Bernie. So I can already tell you that they're, if they have sense, they, they would. But, you know, because Bernie is, um, he's got a lot of appeal. But it looks like it's probably going to be Kamala Harris, possibly Cory Booker. I don't think Cory Booker because. The United States is not going to like two black men in a row. It's, it's, uh, not just that. I know some stuff about Cory Booker, man. <laughs> I got a, I got a Cory Booker story, bro. I mean, you've been tabling that. And, uh, I mean, he is. He uh, then he just needs to wait enough a year. Uh, actually, after Trump, you can get away with almost anything. I think he probably. I think Cory Booker could could he could do it if if he's like. I mean, uh, if he's uh, true talking about himself. black guys, you got Duvall, you got Cory Booker, who who are in position. Um, I think that the with the Me Too movement, and then the, you're gonna have a demand for a global uh, a woman with leadership who has that kind of Bernie appeal. Right now, you, you, you I don't see anybody with that appeal though. I mean, the the person with the rhetoric and all some things are like Elizabeth Warren, but she's kind of polarized. Oh, I do like Elizabeth Warren though. Yeah, I do. Warren, like her. She's brilliant, but I I. I don't think would, she, would she would she get the middle? I think she has a hard time getting the middle of the country. The the people who switch between Republican and Democrat or blue and right on daily things who just really don't care. Uh, not that they don't care. They're indifferent on, on party. They go on a, a core set of principles and what's convenient for them or realistic to them. And that's most people. Mm. And that's this is pretty central. Would I, you would you vote for an Elizabeth Warren? Yeah, I actually. I might though. I might. I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't really vote because I don't believe in the presidential election anyway. But if but, you uh, don't vote, your answer is yes to everything that comes afterwards. Uh, I believe that that is bullshit. Uh, <laughs> no, no. It, it is. I just. I just think I, I'll. I'll vote when I feel like I am inspired to vote, and I feel like I believe that the person um, will actually do what they say. Like I said, all of these presidential candidates, when they come out, they're going to make this a big morality election, election on morality because Donald Trump was so evil. They do this, all the politicians, they do this every election, right? But it's important <laughs> because then you get Donald Trump and Donald Trump is not going to have a second Supreme Court pick, which means we're going to have embedded racism deep in this country. He's also, they've appointed 60 plus judges, federal judges. Mm. Those guys didn't care about, no, I don't they care. Don't. They don't care about us. Those are old world Value systems. Well, I'm talking about old world American politics, old world American money. So, educate me on the Supreme Court justice uh, picks 
if you will, because I'm sure you know more about this than I do. Um, so let's say he appoints some racist KKK Grand Wizard or whatever, right? It wouldn't pass, but he can appoint someone who would who would defend vehemently that person's policies. Okay, no, no, I get that. So what I'm saying is whoever he, let's say he's secretly a KKK Grand Wizard or whatever. Let's say uh, he gets up there and he gets approved or whatever. The Supreme Court justice can't, is it, they can't be fired or they serve at the pleasure cannot, of the president or something they, like they, that? What they does that can mean? technically, no, they don't serve. Like, the only people who serve at the president, at the president are in, um, military, you know, military officers and, um, you know, cabinet members. So they can cannot be fired. They're no, in. Once no, they're no. in, they're in, unless yeah. they die. A federal judge is, you, they have to be impeached. Mm. And it's very, who's going to impeach a federal judge? It's very hard. Damn. It happens rarely. They have to do some serious you know, crimes and misdemeanors. Same That's thing power, like that. son. Yeah. They, people sit on the Supreme Court for like 30 years. They're way more powerful than any president as far as the impact on the country. See, I, I think that kind of power is like dangerous, bro. Like if I, if, <laughs> if I'm talking about, let's say, let's take Iman. I'm not going to talk about nobody else. If someone gave me that kind of power, I ain't doing nothing, son. <laughs> like, yeah. I might come to work and I'm going to just hang yeah, out. You know, it's like almost every jokes. Supreme Court justice like lives deep into their like 97. I bet they're just chilling, son. No, they work pretty hard, but yeah, they, they, they are powerful people because I, I believe power absolute power corrupts absolutely well they're not absolutely powerful they they ref, but they change the trajectory of the country so right now they're arguing what might come up to the supreme court is affirmative action in colleges which most black latino and women we, we forget about the women women got into college on an affirmative action, which was to reduce discrimination, but then the colleges started being imaginative and saying, "Like, what I kind think of?" We forgot about we? women. What do you mean we forgot about women? Um, Black women, the most educated group in America, son. I'm talking about white women. Affirmative action protected white women. Oh, does it? I thought yeah. it was just uh, the civil rights movement. Minorities. The white women were an add-on to the civil rights movement. So every time, I think we, I heard that before. So wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. White women are included in. Affirmative action. So yes. affirmative action is not just minority racist. It's it's when if you want, if you talk about civil rights broadly, I feel like I've heard that before. And civil I just rights broadly, yeah. Um, the adding women's addendum, but like so the suffrage movement, which is women's yep, rights to yep, vote, yep, 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 and civil rights, always yep. went t- hand in hand, but they always had tension because white women benefited from the American slave system, and they also suffered from patriarchy mm. so they got benefit because they lived in a nice house and they can move yeah. up in status but if they had a bad husband who beat them to death they i mean know. if though i mean the majority of white women are married to perfectly fine white men who are yeah i don't think that's the norm i mean that, i'm sure not, it happens but yeah I don't yeah think not every dude's out there yeah. over there beating his old lady or yeah. or just like raping them running amok but they had limited power mm. so they fought for it so for a while we were aligned so um, it's kind of a quagmire where white women both benefit and suffer from the existing system. Mm. I mean, the only reason Trump is in office is m- enough white women voted for him. White women are the number one power broker in the United States. They're the number one voting block. They can win any really? election. Yeah, they can win any election. So I work with a lot of, um, of, of uh, wealthy, wealthy white clients, and I would say that you're right. 
white women make most of the decisions. Like they, the, the husbands usually hire me, right? But or hire my company. But the the people who are making the decisions as far as what happens in the house, and it, I will even say, like I'm privy to a lot of private information. I'm not going to go into that part, but I will say that even on the ownership of a lot of things, it's usually the wives. And That's the hus- globally. Yeah, women make up of between 68 and 75 percent of all global purchases are driven by women. Well, I'm talking about white women specifically, though. Yeah, yeah, because that's so a po- that's, that's a, very that's a group that who's empowering the United States. I mean, yeah. yeah. So I see that on a on a on the level that I am. So what you said just sort of backed that up. So that's very interesting. Yeah. So, that's so really, that's just, just that's just a normal case yeah. across the board. Wow, well, case across the board, but they didn't have the the power outside all the time of being equal and respected. I was like, well, that's your literal brother or your dad not respecting you. That's yeah. not the same dynamic as race. No, it is not. You know, that's like saying the gay movement is the same as race. No, no it is not. Because you, because nobody really <laughs> needs to know your bedroom business. Not unless you, you make it their business. Not unless like, you make I really it. don't care to know. But anyway, you um, know, so we leave issue. it. At, yeah. So you leave it at that. So you have, but you shouldn't be bullied. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be beaten. Yeah. You shouldn't be humiliated. You should oh, be treated not. as a human being, right? Respect for everyone. Yeah. So a lot of that stuff was, all that stuff came out. The, all these people were being impacted. But the civil rights movement is what gave them more ammunition and the tools, the way that it was argued legally. Because the civil rights movement started before, uh, started with Dred Scott, which was mm-hmm. a loss. Went all the way through the civil, the civil War, got the best setback, and they fought case after case well planned out over decades so i always and then maybe this is a lot of americans i always looked at affirmative action as um uh not immediately after but uh an after effect of the civil rights movement which it kind of is it is but i i never really thought of it as something that was for white women too that just seems kind of like because when people think of title nine for and white I, women. I knew about the suffrage movement too i know about i'm not i you know i i'm 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 not as fully uh, versed on that one as well, but I know that that was... So affirmative action, so Title IX kind of goes more towards women, Mm -hmm. but if you couple affirmative action with women, because if you're... It said that you had a... They're both talking about you have to go out of your way to think about making it an equal opportunity for people who are not young white guys who play football and lacrosse to come to your university. And it changed how this country thought about the dynamic of their campuses. Mm. Besides the quotas and everything else, that was the impetus. Now, you got kids complaining, well, I didn't get into this school because they let some other, you know, who didn't look like me. Well, you don't know that. There's a whole bunch of reasons. I mean, you know, my daughter just got into college and there was some schools that she got into easy peasy. Some schools offered her a lot of money and some of those schools did it she didn't get into same girl <laughs> yeah you know yeah, yeah. awesome person because she's my daughter she's all, she, you know she's an awesome course, person yeah. but um no she's an amazing person it, 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 there's a lot of things going into it which but, one did she go to okay. uh she's going to go to houston baptist did they give her the most money um she also they also had her mate you know had her major she must have studied psychology oh okay i mean that seems like a pretty common major though that they all they're like psychology and education but they also so she's gonna have to do a master's or she's either gonna have to get a phd or be a doctor she's gonna have to get a doctorate if she's in psychology so Mm. 
Well, anyway, so anyways, anyway, so back to the uh, so and another thing you mentioned before the podcast started, you said that Trump had an effect on. So you uh, part of what you do is you help international businesses get their way, make their way into America. Correct? So, yeah. So what effect did, does Trump have on that? So I think it's a combination of both Trump and Brexit. Uh, people, that's the U.S. Re- the U.K.'s referendum to exit the EU. Insanely stupid. Um, the your what we're doing is that you're having like this guttural response by um, Western Europeans who yeah. feel threatened because the things that they were promised by their leadership is yeah. that you know you're going to be taken care of. They, they blew smoke up their butt. You got was like, look, you've had a you've been running a race, mm-hmm. and you, your know, ancestors came, put a whooping on people, and started running the race, and they've been way ahead. Mm-hmm. Guess what? We're fast. We're catching up. You ain't going to like. That's the way you act when you don't have nothing to lose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You've been jogging. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And some of y'all, but some of them are still running the race. That's. But it's like we're not in. Other times in human history, from what they did to everybody else, they would cut. We would cut their throats in their sleep. Name a time in human history that the, uh, a group dominated another group. They can't keep the power forever because it just moves like that. Mm. You come into power, you lay waste to them. We well, not every uh, not uh, not all the time. Sometimes they're forgiven. So what they said yeah, is, like, look, look, we're sorry. Mm-hmm. Our, our our grandfathers were jackasses. Well, let's all make money and let's all live together. Roughly speaking, that's not imperfect. And they came uh, up that's, with that's very broad. Okay, to make your point, go ahead. Yeah, I I'm understand. Being, I'm being simplistic and kind of sure. nice, right? Okay. So we were like, okay, you ain't gonna be this. We don't have to fight. We fought politically, but we didn't have to fight in a war zone per se, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, some cities it kind of feels that way. Now, when you come and then. We're beginning to, we don't even make the same amount of money. The average black man or Latino man or family in the United States, net wealth is $58,000. The average white person is two hundred dollars or $400,000, depending That's on the crazy. number. Right? That's crazy. Yeah. A, a black man with an, edu, with an MBA, no, I'm sorry, not MBA, with a bachelor's degree, average income in the United States is under $30,000. What? The average white male with a high school degree, it's somewhere in the 50s, about $56,000, $58,000. Now, if that person has a trade that's much higher because, you know, the trades that's pay crazy. well. That's crazy. So you're, we're not, like, earning the same amount of money. Now, there's not a variety of different shot. reasons. Relationships, blah, 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 you know, redlining, you know, people hiring people based on their zip code. They, they do, like, HR people do a lot of grimy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some new laws about that. Hey, by the way, uh, in mo- many states now, they can't ask you on what your previous income was. Ain't none of their business. I what never answer that. I, I, I've, I've never answered yeah. that. I'm like, what does this job pay? Yeah. What are you, what are you offering here? Yeah, but Exactly. Uh, yeah. You know, give me the opportunity to walk or try to pursue yeah. it. I mean, on my contracts. I don't even know. I remember I remember those questions on the, uh, like, when you fill out the applications and you got because your they resume. Because they like, were valuing which, what they can pay you like based on that. They had to do with me. Yeah. You got nothing. Anyway, most of the time it was discriminatory because you might have been paid less because maybe you had less experience or you were in a discriminatory place before. Yeah. What does the role pay? Yeah. Now you might pay a little extra for some talent, 
But that was another way to discriminate against women and blacks and people not talking. Anyway, that stuff needs to stop. Yeah. It's a cancer. It's killing us, right? Yep, yep, yep. Another thing they used to do is check credit, too. Oh, yeah, 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 part yeah. Of, I mean, I can understand. They still check credit. Yeah, I can understand on some uh, if you executive levels where you, you you know, they give you a company card and all that kind of stuff. Um, you some, don't think so? Some people, uh, no, 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 I'm making a face because uh, certain leaders of our country right now have gone, declared bankruptcy multiple times and don't pay people. So why are you checking my credit? <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. I, I am with you. I agree. Like yeah. I, I think that's the worst. Uh, just the, the different things that they use to um, to basically uh, to filter out people. It usually has the effect of filtering out the poor and underserved. Yeah, because who's generally going to be black and brown? Yeah, mostly black. Yeah, because poor know. people tend to have poor options. Poor people that, problems. Yeah. yeah. And when you have poor options, sometimes they don't work out well or you have less resources. And I'm, less I'm saying this as someone who's had all of those poor people problems. Trust me, I've, yeah, been, yeah. I've been through the gamut, so I know all these issues that they have. So, um, so yeah, man, it's just, uh, it's just crazy. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's like, like people say, well, um, a, re- a wealthy person is not going to advise a poor person how to budget. Mm-hmm. Because, look, I... I poor person can live on far less and have to be diligent about their resources. Yeah. But your mentality got to change as you move your money up because you have to do different types of behavior. So things that make you successful to survive, mm-hmm. it's not the same thing they make you successful to thrive. And that's hard. Um, but sometimes people are wealthy because of what their ancestors did, not what they're doing. Ain't no problem. Man, you know, you're supposed to take it. care of your descendants. Yeah. Not, not a problem. Take care of your kids. Of course, so, yeah. No, I'm not saying that, but I mean, I've I run into, run into a lot of a lot of dumb people who shouldn't have as much as they have, and it's really just because they got a rich daddy. Somebody, somebody put them in a good put position. them in a trust. Yeah. That's all it is. That's all it is. That's what you. But I learned that early, though. Yeah. I, you know. Anyway, you know, sorry. Go ahead. So you you definitely want to get that value. Yeah. No. So what happened is, is if you're that guy, mm-hmm. who you know you got that job because your daddy. Mm-hmm. You can't compete with some person coming out here grinding. No, no. no. You're done. So you're going to do what people who can't compete do. You're going to try to find something else. The person who can really compete might be listening to that guy who's uh, have other motives. Cause mm-hmm. You know, I don't know. I know one thing. Like if you if you're going to come com- compete with me to eat tomorrow, I'm going to do what I need to do. Um, yeah, likewise. You know, I might, you might be better than me. Alhamdulillah, you, you better than me that day. Yeah. But that day you might be, but not in the long run. Yeah, not in the long no. run. I don't understand that. Like, you know, I think also a lot of people don't know each other. So they, yeah. they, they vote for people who do crazy stuff. Here's the thing about uh, rich people in power who don't necessarily deserve that. The thing about comfort, comfort makes you soft when you have too much comfort. Not talking about just some comfort here and there. But in general, if you if you come from too wealthy of a background and you're not suitable for the position that you have, that comfort is going to be your weakness. So that guy that's clawing his way to the top every day out there grinding. And this is probably true more true in America than it is for other other places, but that guy can probably outperform you, even though you might have a bigger company and a bigger um, client base and all that stuff. That guy will eventually, given enough time, 
that guy will take your base, will take your clients, will take all of that stuff. Driven every day. Because he's driven now. Or she's driven. The bad part about America is, I think the people at the top know this. Oh yeah, they know. And this is why, this is why I say politics is about power and money. Those guys at the top are in a very comfortable position. They know that on paper they're strong, but in reality. Then maybe you, not as strong. You're and not they want to kill somebody and eat your lunch. They wanna they wanna keep that faction down as much as possible. This is this this has a lot to do with the de- the feminization of men right now in America that I think is happening. This has a lot to do with um you know, people are out for black men right now. If you're a black if you're a black man, they're trying to take you down in a hundred different ways right now. This is just reality. I don't care what anybody has to say. No, no, no. That's that's you true. Know, I'm I'm not I'm actually not someone who really dwells on race too much. A lot of it is, I'm not going to say all of it, but a lot of it is in, is in your mind. It's how you view the world and how you um, attack the world and how you... Uh, I'm going to quote Will Smith right here. From, okay, go ahead. Do that. Uh, danger is real. Fair, fair is a choice. Being a black man in, in America, you're in danger. Absolutely. Every freaking day. Every day. But you can't be afraid because you will be paralyzed, and, and that's how they beat you down. And this is why I love uh, Ted Harris, the old man who who died um, at the beginning of Ramadan, who I told you about. He made that clear to me when I, we were having a conversation. And like, you can't let the reality of of you being a black man, how people are going to view you, you can't let that affect on what you have to do to make sure you are the best you can be. You kind of like really it's really basically ultimately it's self-responsibility at its highest degree. You're going to have to work two, three, four times as hard to get what, you know, the trust fund baby who got yeah. all the connections from his Greek letter. But I'm, whatever, I'm right? not mad at the trust yeah, fund. But you baby. just have to. I'm not mad at him either. That, it is what it is, you know, yeah. but you just have to accept it and know that this is the case. Don't try to be him. Like, don't try to like be as corny as possible and try to be like, oh, I'm non-threatening and I'm, everything is totally hunky-dory. You don't got to be like that. Yeah. But you just know that you're going to have a harder road. Accept it. Take it to heart. And then use that fuel to drive you to be as good as you can possibly be. I think a lot of people think where you're, when you've been clawing your way up. Yeah. From whatever level you started at, whatever's driving you. Yeah. When you're in that room, you got to be confident, though. You got to be calm. In what room? What do you mean? When you're in the room with those power brokers or the people who are the gatekeepers of the brokers. Oh power yeah, brokers. absolutely. You can't. You can't be. That's all I you got. Can't is confidence. <laughs> you can't be thirsty. I don't got degrees. Thir- I don't got the right skin tone. I don't got nothing. But uh, damn it, I'm confident. Mm, I don't know, but not the right skin tone. This is non-threatening. Enough. You know what I'm saying? Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, it's not the stuff. So we talked about that before. So. I, I've been fortunate to be in a room with a lot of powerful people as I, I've uh, been Likewise. Yeah. And um, I've always noticed that they're comfortable in their own skin. Yep. And But it doesn't matter how much money you have or how much connections. If you're comfortable with who you are, yep. even if you're grinding and you're struggling, you're going to be good in the majority of places. You can be the blackest black guy on earth. If you are confident and comfortable with yourself and feel like you belong wherever you go, I feel because I've known guys like this, you will be successful in whatever you do. Yeah, you might get a, you might get hit. No, you'll definitely get the pushback from, because mm-hmm. they, they're going to see whatever they want to see. But if you are comfortable and confident, that led to this, um, this uh, TED Talk on grit. And the grit is uh, apparently that is something like, no matter how many times you fail, you get up and you keep going. 
Yeah. That's hard as hell, son. Cause I, man. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you got it. Cause you're going to fail. Like, let, let's talk about, let's talk about contract for a second. I was talking about to uh, our young, our young protégés in the Patriot care. We were talking about their landscaping business. We were talking about, there was a contract that, um, they did not get, um, I told them like I, of all the contracts I've had, I've lost 10 or more for every one that I got. Yeah. So contracts don't just, they not just maybe when you get bigger and bigger. Or but. worse, you win that contract. Um, I had a contract that we verbally won about two months ago. Mm. There's no ink on the paper yet. Which means there ain't no contract. That's just a handshake at that point. Yeah, you that's know? nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and you waiting, you waiting because you're on their on their schedule. I'm not running point. I'm not the primary person on this one. Yeah. Um, or you working on a project? Say you need to talk. We 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 we're spinning out. We launch mm-hmm. launching up. I'm really excited about that. And um, but that was a couple of years of planning and mm. this, this larger thing, and then you're learning from the market and you go pitch one version and they tell you they want a b and c and you go back to the team and you're adjusting you're adjusting you're adjusting because people are saying you fail i'm like no if you if you're still in the game and you're adjusting yeah you're making a better product better service or maybe you you're changing your direction a little bit yeah um it takes some time sometimes you but you may be too. Th- you might be in a bad situation or a tough situation yeah. where you don't have enough time, and that's I think a, a lot of people don't understand that when you are resource poor, mm-hmm. yeah, you yeah. sometimes can't make it to endure that long, yeah, because you you no. you got maybe three strike you three I've been options, in that situation, man. but yep. people with a deep bench with that trust fund, yeah, they, they can, can wait it out. They can wait it out. <laughs> They're like, yo, yo I'm, yeah, I'll be there next decade. I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna go. I'll still be around. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be around for a little bit, and um, they think, you know, everyone's not that way. You know, yeah. everyone can't wait for those type of opportunities. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes we're, we're also, we we talk too pleasant about it. I mean, it is grimy out here. Oh man, it's tough, it, man. It, Sharks, it, bro. Everybody's a shark, and you gotta, you kind of have to accept it. Like even the people. You know, the people who you're giving contracts to, they might take your your bid that you made and bring it over to another guy, the guy he really likes, and use oh, yeah. that to get a better deal with the other guy. And you you over here thinking like, oh man, I'm about to get this contract. I'm about to be swimming in it. And I, uh, nope. I did that. And they're not gonna say nothing to you. Look, <laughs> they're look, just gonna not answer the phone anymore. <laughs> I, I'm done it myself. Like I wanted. I've, I've also done. That's just the way it is. <laughs> look, That's I wanted. What it is, you I know? wanted this. I wanted this. Um, this tool set. It was not tool like physical tool, but it was a, a, a business a, tools or business solution. It was yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. But um, it, I was on price, and you got to go compare because you don't yeah. want to overpay or not have the right of thing. Of course, that's what so it is. So when, when I'm you know, talking to the rest of the team and say, oh, go to the market and get some comparisons, and there were some people that were coming in aggressive on price. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to, I'm tr- a little bit more transparent than people. I went back to the people that I was talking to say, look, I'm looking at A, B, and C mm. in addition to you. Mm. This is what they're offering. That's good business. Not everybody does that. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, because I, I don't want to burn the relationship. Yeah. And I told other people, yeah. I'm I'm looking at everybody. Who yeah. gives me the best value? Yeah. We might not be the best person, best value. Yeah. So what happens the one I wanted, I built a relationship with mm-hmm. them. They came back and said, they, they gave me, I think I ended up saving about 60%. 60% on that the is. dollar and then but they they gave some additional incentives they threw in the the, the uh, implementation on solutions where you spent a lot of money yeah yeah they made that free uh, it just 
they, they demonstrated that it was worth it to be transparent. But that's my style, though. That's who I'm gonna I'm gonna adopt that practice. I don't necessarily do that when I'm shopping contracts. I well, some people some industries you can't do that. Some will, oh really? Some will cut your legs off. <laughs> what do you mean? I mean, so if you say, "Hey, I'm uh, I'm using your bid. I'm just I'm I, I'm gathering a bunch of bids. I'm gonna see who's the lowest." You can't tell some of your. Oh well, yeah, you you can tell that. I mean, it dep- I mean, when I wore uh, when I was a pro, I worked in procurement when I was in the navy. I spent a lot of government money. And um, what's procurement? Uh, when you buy stuff, mm. yeah, to procure, to purchase, okay, you know, purchase. Oh, all. got it. Yeah, procure. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah, the um, sorry, uh, the so I'm I'm doing that. Sometimes I would call the vendors because depending on the rules, you got to get three quotes. You know, depending on how much you spent on. Sometimes it's fifty thousand dollars. Sometimes it's more. Yeah. Um, you say, hey, look, hey, uh, hey, John, I uh, love your stuff, man, but uh, I got to get three more quotes. And they might give you the people to call, and they, they know you're calling them. They're like, hey, I'll get you next time. Mm. Other times you're just going on the phone book. <laughs> or just Google's, to get anybody. Just yeah, so, you get, have, yeah. Yeah, so you get through. They got to be realistic. You know, you just can't make it up because you can't draw. Um, yeah. But then they're the ones where you really put in a, like an RF, RFP and you're going to get some stuff. Done it all. Yeah. It, it, it's whatever. But then I realized. If you're comfortable in your own skin, I can be like, look, this is what I need. Are you going to be able to get it done? Mm-hmm. Help me or help me shape what I need. Because if your solution is really better, it's good for me right now. Yeah. I'll roll with you. So yesterday I need, a, I need some insurance right now for one of the businesses mm-hmm. that I'm looking at. Um, I called the insurance company. I know one of the owners. They had a chit chat. Who, Vargas? Yeah. yeah. They're a little pricey for me. Vargas, man. You like Vargas, though. Huh? I like Carlos and Jose. Is Carlos and Jose? I know Carlos. I spoke oh. with Lindsay. Lindsay? She's oh. like the daughter or something. Or okay. Yeah, I, so I love the family business concept. I do, too. I Swinging back to Trump. The one thing I like about Trump is he do business with his family. A little bit too much nepotism for me. But I like the fact they they opened. You see that doing business with your family, where you guide them to leadership, is a good can have benefits. So every everyone should do what Trump is illegally doing right now. No, no, no. No, everyone. Sh- no, but everyone should help. You help your daughters, help your son-in-laws, help everyone. Should help each other in business. However, you need an ethical limit, and he's not in the office of that. the president. Exactly. No, like no, he's just. No, I'm talking about early on. Like, I mean, um, I mean, if I if, if my daughter if my daughters were in business. Uh, and and my son-in-law was, you know, doing something. I would absolutely yeah, protect you, and promote their businesses. Yeah, and However, you give them a shot, but then, not at the detriment to the American people. Like I really no, think no, no, no. That's irresponsible. Yeah, exactly. They've gone to the point where it's too far. But I'm just yeah. saying, the beginning, the idea of doing. Because sometimes people are the opposite. Mm. I can't give my son or daughter oh, that's a crazy. shot. Oh, I'm crazy. like, yeah, that's nuts, man. You you, you need allies. You can't be up in here because nope. Yeah. I assure you, the other people uh, who've done it are like, yo, I'm going to make sure my lane is taken care of. Oh, absolutely. They, will. they might not put yeah. the business in jeopardy, but they're going to. How many times you've been in a nonprofit or a small agency and the, 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 the nephew, son, niece, person they went to some religious organization with is there? Because yeah. that's their shot. Of they're, course. They're grooming them. Yeah, yeah. I Shoot. think that that's that's normal for everyone, uh, for literally yeah. everyone except you know. Yeah, supposed to be doing that. Not yeah. maybe not as a heart surgeon, but 
I mean, not too. Actually, I know one of my clients that they're a family of heart surgeons. I'm dead serious. It's funny <laughs> you said that. And he has like Feeling a, a heart, uh, a heart, um, a prominent heart specialty center, actually in Texas. Mm, I like, know that. Oh yeah, Dallas or Houston? Uh, MD Anderson. I think they're out of Laredo or something like that. Oh, sure. I don't know. Laredo. But um, no, it's a, it's a, it's a that's that's their there. business, and that's what the family actually does. They all specialize in heart medicine. And that's what it should be. There's nothing wrong with that. No, okay? no, no, no. That's but a, not in politics. <laughs> like, I don't believe it. Like, this is what I'm saying. Like, they try to pretend like everything is about morality and values and all this stuff. And really, it's just power and money grabs. And I they're mean, just setting it all up for, yeah. you know. So anyways. I mean, if you don't have ethical boundaries, that's the problem. I mean, people, you, well, need, you need. There is no ethics in capitalism. Not really. They want to pretend like there is. But, there, but there, I don't think there is. There's uh, people who value money above too many things, and they believe that's well, ethics. Yeah. And that's well, not ethics. No, that's not ethics. You know, yeah. That's being amoral. <laughs> you know. But anyway. Um, so. Oh, anyway. Wow, we're over an hour, right? An hour and eight minutes right now. Yeah. So the what was that before I I did one praise and stuff because I'm I, I want to uh, encourage. People listening, I'm going to get back to the international business. Mm-hmm. You, what we need to do in the black commu- black communities, particularly black American community, sure, is we've gotten dependent on stable businesses, what we think is government, big enterprises, who actually, I think the majority of black Americans work for some sort of government entity. Really? Yeah. I, I, yeah, pretty. So the majority of black people work for the government. You think so? Or something associated with the government. It was a reason for that. The government was the federal government was the first one to really open up, lock down their their rules, and then the states and then municipalities. I mean, and in then the seventies and sixties, and I mean, yeah, back then. But I mean, now you think? And they, uh, maybe, 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 maybe that's I mean, the case. I have no they idea. might be the largest individual employer, but I don't think all of us. That's what I meant to say. I think they're the largest. If you look at government overall as a sector, mm-hmm. a, la- a large. I think the largest share of black people work in that sector. Maybe I might be a little off. It's in the top, like top three. Okay. Um, and but when you talk about, we need to own more of our own businesses. Absolutely. Which requires that we have investment both as customers and dollars in. Now I'm thinking about that because I'm <laughs> raising around, right? Uh, round, which means I'm going to be looking for investors, right? Mm-hmm. And normally, when you go to a, you know, if you go to a venture capitalist or a private equity company, they're going to expect that your friends and family, your first circle, second circle, is invested in because that signal of that because that's what they know because mm-hmm. their family, if they had a good idea, yeah. their family would want to be part of it. And when we're not doing that, we're not showing a social signal that we have confidence in our own. And it's hard to expect guests to do something that you don't do in your own house. No, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's difficult and it's, it's really hurting us. There's a lot of really talented young black and Latino entrepreneurs. Latino community is a l- actually much better and supported. Yeah, they're doing you know, better than we are. Yeah, because they, they've, they didn't collapse their business base. Um, and they support each other. Yeah. That's, I think that's the main, I mean, there's no shortage of black people starting business. To me, this is just me from my eyes. Like I know a lot of black people who started businesses and it's just the support is just not there. bro. So there are a lot of black, <coughs> you see a lot of entrepreneurs going into multi-level marketing. 
I, no, always the best decision. I, I've done three or four different multi-level marketing. Successfully, I, you have? I did one successfully. One. What was it? Quick start? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Every black person does quick start. Except, except for me. I don't. Yeah. I, I actually, quick start helped me decided that I wanted to go into business. Hmm. Yeah. The, I just found all of those guys super annoying, bro. <laughs> like so I, I was like, I like, I, I was, didn't know you back then. When when was this? Was this in the early two thousands? Yeah, it was like yeah, two thousand six. Yeah, yeah, quick because before we went back to being Amway, yeah. but I was with an Indian group, mm. and they all were in, a lot of them were engineers and doctors and lawyers, and they were looking for some additional money. But I, I don't like the hype. Of you, that's the only way for financial freedom. You know, it's a marketing technique for Absolutely a company not, to grow yeah. their to grow their yeah to grow their um, base through independent contractors. Mm-hmm. The, it's not financial freedom. You still gotta go out there and build a team. Yeah, you gonna build a team. With whatever any business, part. any team. Yeah. It's, it's whatever. It's fundamentals, yeah. right? Yeah. But thinking about the fundamentals of business and moving through and making it would help me with that transition in my thought process from being a military guy mm. into thinking about how I wanted to be as a business. Now, eventually I went to business school and I did some other things. Right. Mm. But it was, it was instrumental. Like I was like, I listened to every CD thing. <laughs> I was so, but I could filter through the bullshit. Were, you, like, were you at the meetings like amped? I was never amped, but I was at every meeting. I okay. I talked to all the leadership. I met like some of the big people in because my team was pretty awesome, right? Yeah, yeah. So I knew them pretty well, but uh, I went and worked for. I took another engineering job in Texas, and I was always in nowhere with like ten people in a county. Mm. You know, yeah. Team died. Yeah, like withered and it. it, it um, my, my partner at the time, life partner, wasn't really into it. And uh, unless your spouse is going to be down with it, mm. if you're out there grinding, it's not going to work. Mm. But it did. It was. I learned a lot. Wait, I, I you think said it, your wife. You said your. What did you say? Your partner. I said my partner, Mike's wife. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we did some business together. Got it. Um, but she didn't like it. Mm. And I don't know. You know, I'm not upset, but you know, the team I was building. Yeah. Needed needed someone there, yeah. Um, but I I, I kind of liked it. Now how this comes back in the international business, the U.S. still is a good is one of the best countries to do business if you're not a U.S. national. It's relatively easy mm. to start a business in the United States it and grow a business. Very true. It's a couple hundred dollars, if that. I mean, if yeah. if you do a DBA in Quincy, it's twenty five or thirty five dollars. Yeah, I mean, Boston's fifty. Easy stuff. If you want to register at the 65 state, sixty five actually, Boston. Boston's up to sixty five now. Yeah. All right, but if you want to register the state, you can incorporate in Massachusetts between two hundred and five hundred dollars. Easy stuff. Yeah. You, you got to know how to fill out the document. Yeah. You pay a lawyer for that, or you can, you know, do legal zoom or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I don't recommend that. Do it right. Right. Yeah. But it's not, there's nothing stopping you. Like some other countries, it takes years to, to start a business. Yeah. You just got to think it through. Yeah. You want to get your tax ID number? It's online, dude. It takes like 15 minutes. It's very easy for business. Yeah. Like America is streamlined for business. That's probably one of the best things about yeah. um, America is that it's, it's, coming from, whether you're American or coming from anywhere, come over here and start a business is the easiest thing. What, what drives me nuts <clears throat> is I watch people who do business overseas. They're overseas. They know their country. They come in here and they they do. America is interesting. It's easy to come in here and do business, but eventually you're gonna hit some of the boundaries. You might be it might be one day, 
It might be 15 years, you know? Mm. How are you gonna come, you know, I'm not gonna go to your country and tell you how to do business. Do you, I'm gonna tell you right now, if you're listening, if you don't know a congressperson, a city councilman, mm. uh, a mayor, uh, a, an administrator, some CEOs, and you're doing business in America, you, you need to have somebody on your team that mm. can talk with those stakeholders. Because yeah. one day open up doors for you. That's, I, I, you're right. You're actually right. And, and when actually, you have problems, they make them, you call the congressperson's office that you've built a rapport with. Yeah. Because you work on their stuff. Yeah. And they call their job. I'm having such, I'm a, I'm a constituent. I'm having such and such issue. Yo, I'm going to make up a name. <laughs> hey, Charlie, I need you to do A, B, and C. And you, you say it in a way that you know yeah, what to do. Yeah, don't just say it like that. <laughs> no, 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 you're, you're, hey, Charlie, need this A, B, C. Let's get this done. I don't know. No, no, be, no. It won't be no, very no, responsive that's not the way that. you say But I know what you're saying, though. You can't pay them money because it's illegal. They're not going to go to jail. you got to know how to do it in a context, right? Yeah. And, yeah, it, yeah. and people who've worked in government or around government and worked in business, you and I, yeah. understand that ecosystem and can play it. Why are you coming up? and not using the tools yeah no that's very true i know my mother um she actually used to be well, before he died um she was in contact with ted kennedy for many things um regarding um like my, my i have younger brothers who are disabled and uh he was able to help with a lot of these things i know in seattle when i was um trying to get my wife uh, my wife was canadian when i was trying to get her over um over the border because it took a long time 18 19, 20 months, something like that, to do it legally. Um, I called my congressman. So, yeah, I, I, I rant about politics all the time, but they, they do have a purpose. Mm -hmm. And we, as a black community, are thoroughly underusing them. Because you know? we don't, even because with the process. we just don't understand what politics is. Like, they are there to, um, they are there to assist with you as taxpayers because ultimately you are taxpayers you will help them get into or out of office and we don't use that we really don't taxpayers and rich people say citizens and residents they got to do the job no matter what yeah and there's someone in their office that's their focus the the council the councilmen are some of the most useful people even though you don't think they are because you think like oh he's not a big people think like Mayor, senators, governors. No, they're too busy. They're the only guys who can help you. No, dude. There's a lot of other people here who and represent your district who can really help you as well. And um, but yeah, you, we don't you, use them. Yeah, I, and sometimes people only go to them and see this is... I don't think we know what yeah, to do. Because yeah. I kind of... I still... Even me, I don't... I still kind of don't know. You know what? You and know? this is where we come into relationships. So I, I just benefit because my dad was a is a clergyman and my dad and my mom yeah. was a banker we had politicians and, and officials at the house all the time yeah and i got comfortable around them mm. you know mm. and i i got taught it in school so i understood the system and understood the relationships mm. i worked on political campaigns um nine four one one but um and you would go what and, what level what 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 level what were they running for I worked for a couple of gubernatorial camp, governor campaigns, and um, I mean, you can I, say gubernatorial. That's yeah, I was going to say gubernatorial. What's wrong with that? Yeah, I, I realized that not because uh, I think I, we know what gubernatorial means. I know, I know you know what gubernatorial. No, but means. I think that's a pretty normal um, normal word. It's not yeah. like some. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Yeah. Um. So anyway, so um, I did. Uh, I worked on a few. 
Okay. You don't know the guy who was uh, the Muslim guy who ran for governor in Texas, which was interesting. I worked on his campaign. What was the name? Uh, Farouk Shami. Man, that, he, he did not get elected, did he? No, no. The goal wasn't for him to get elected. There was no way God's green earth he was getting elected. Yeah. It was goal was for him to hit 12% of the Democratic electorate. Did and he? he, yeah, he got 13.5. Nice. Yeah, and then he summarily then went in and endorsed the Republican because it was good for his business. It was like, you just undid all the work we just did. Pissed me off. Oh, wow. Um, I worked for Cleo Fields. That was crazy. That was like 1996. Mm. Um, he was actually winning. And uh, the good old boys cut his money. Mm. And they elected this not a very intelligent person. Like, I was at the debate, and I was like, is this guy slow? Is, <laughs> did he have a stroke or something? Foster? I mean, it was like... It was bad, bro. I was like, really? oh, and yeah. he got elected, you said? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. White versus black dude. It. It was I just a, don't get it, man. He, he was just a figurehead. It was like, they would, it was, it was, it was insultive. Like, I was like, okay, this is, this isn't about the best person. Yeah. This is about building, you got to know the team, and not just your team, it's about the, the power brokers that's, and where the system wanted to be. Which is what was interesting when I worked on the Obama campaign. Only at the, I was only in the Texas level at the Obama campaign. I was all excited. Mm-hmm. There was a campaign that understood how the system worked. Could talk about the purity and the motivations, mm-hmm. but they were out there to route and they were battling the, the, the Clintons. It was, it was actually really interesting to watch. Um, yeah. But how this is relevant if you're doing international business, how people like you and I, it was like we grew up here. Yeah, you know, I'm a veteran, so when I go up and I talk to any bloody government official, I automatically have authenticity, because the majority, you know, the United States is like every British colony, pro-military place, at least in rhetoric. In rhetoric, it definitely is. Definitely in rhetoric. I don't think that's good to be in real life, but. In rhetoric, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. was like, "Oh yeah, I lo- love the military. I'm not going to serve myself, but yeah, you know." <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I was in JROTC in high school, or uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm really good at a um, oh, what's a video game? Like some Tom Clancy game. Call of Duty. Call of Duty. <laughs> like, you know, I'm I'm an admiral on Call of Duty. You know? I'm pro I'm pro military in the way that I support the troops because I believe that these are individual people who are doing what they believe. To be the right thing, but I am not pro-war at all. You're not supposed to be pro-war. A lot of people are. Yeah, because they don't know. They think people who are pro-war, I think, are just dumb. Yeah. Like, do you know what war actually? Anyway, war that's is another, killing people. It's death, definitely yeah. death. A lot so of death, I was. So. People say, "What the Shema? Look, I was talking to a, a gentleman about 100. Uh, he was actually a World War II hero, legitimate, ran for Congress. I had I met yeah. him a few months ago. I think I talked to him a, a few podcasts ago. And he was like, you're not supposed to want to go to war. Absolutely not. Oh, man, there's so many people who are like that now. It just because makes me angry. It's like, not real to them. Is, but I don't, I don't know why you, like, how, how are you this stupid? Like, because like, the I don't, majority of people who live they think it's like in the Western to to world are never going to see the horrors. They, even the winter. Yeah, because we go everywhere else and inflict war. <laughs> like, it's but, never here. Yeah, it's never yeah, here. But exactly. you know I mean, there's some places in the United States that are like war zones. But two, there's some what in places the, in the United States that are like war zones, like the poor places or rural places. No, that, that's not that, like that's not like war war. That's that's just if you're being this is this people is with guns. Thing. Like if you're getting shot at, you're in a conflict. 
But that's not war where you're dropping bombs and you got babies on fire and crazy ass things like that. Like it's not to the same. It's not to the magnitude. Not to the magnitude. This is like still be impacted. This is like urban conflict, is I think what you're talking about. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead. No, no, there's this notion that every time there's war is just on the spectrum of violence. So whenever there's Mm. violence, you're being impacted. Okay. Right. Okay. And uh, you know, World War Two was like. the ma- the highest magnitude of war that we've had. Uh, 65 million combatants died in World War II. 100 million, over 100 million people died mm. in four years. Or six. Damn it. it was crazy. Well, the U.S. was in it for four years, uh, six years, right? That's a lot of people. <laughs> that is a lot of people. That is a significant percentage. <laughs> yeah. And then we realized, uh, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't go this far. Yeah. yeah. This is a little bit too far. Yeah. Like the, the, the Greeks and the ancient Chinese and the Egyptians and the the Vikings, they had warring seasons. They only fought, like, if they played baseball in the spring, in the summertime, in the early fall. And when the winter came, they were like, yo, it's a red right, too let's cold. Let's hang out for a minute, man, because this, this is crazy. Like, like, you <laughs> can freeze to death out here, bro. I'll kill you it's next. serious out here, man. Come on, man. Let's we'll get back to it later. It was like a sport. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that what, what what's happening is it's when people, some a lot of people don't travel as much. Mm-hmm. Um, You're right. Americans think everything, the best of everything is here. Like, why do I got to go anywhere? I mean, it's, it's all the cool stuff yeah. in the States. But oh, there you, is, but you, I mean. You can go see someplace else. And it's not that expensive for an American to travel to most places. No. Right? Yeah. Two, most people, if you're not like a typical dumbass, you're going to be good. Yeah. Well, you know, because one, people tend to like Americans. We're going to spend money. We don't barter as much. And if you don't like go up there drunk and being disrespectful, which most people would not do, mm-hmm. you're going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't tell people what to do in their own country. Tends not to go well, right? Relax. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I wouldn't go backpacking in Iran. That's not smart. I would. Why not? I think. I think a lot of these. Quote I, I, unquote, can't, I, I can't go backpacking in Iran. Why, why, why not? Because uh, you're a veteran or something? Yeah, yeah. I'm not backpacking. <laughs> well, you know, guy yeah, tells yeah. it like, hey, everybody, I'm part of the military. They, they're going to pull my visa. I mean, right. pull my passport. They're going to like. I think a lot of these countries where they um, they try to pretend like it's the worst place on earth. No, actually, I heard Iran's really nice. I know I've a heard, lot of Iranians. It's actually really cool. The people yeah. are really chill. I had a really good friend in um, Seattle who was from Iran, Persian, and she was um she was like, Iran is one of the most beautiful countries and all this other stuff. I would the love to go there. They have great food, too. The, the government's nuts, but the people are cool as hell. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so let's, let's uh, because we're at one, we're at an hour and 27. I'd like this to not exceed an hour 30. So let's boil this down to a couple of points. The trade war with China, is that something to worry about or not really? It, it's going to make prices go up. Significantly, though, or like... 10 cents on an item kind of thing. Well, it adds up. If it goes on for a long time, if the Chinese feel like they got to really, they get political pressure internally, yeah. that's the only thing that matters. If the Chinese have political pressure internally, yeah. then it'll matter. If not, if they say, the Chinese are willing to endure foolishness for a short period of time. Okay. Now, uh, Trump is good or bad for business? Let's go with American. Mary, I think bad. For internationally? I think, I think bad. Okay, so he's so he's gonna. I so mean, I, the, in the so if he's bad for business in that way, he's not gonna come in for another term. I don't no, think no, that's no, gonna no, happen. no. You can't. You, you want to bake that into the cake? Well, I I just think it, 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 all this all this deter, is determined by how much money he makes for people at the end of the day. So if you, if I find a lot of people are are losing money, it doesn't matter how how bad he's treating people. It doesn't matter how 
how much of a jackass he is. If he's making money for people, he's gonna he's gonna find himself in his second. But term. they are. But two, they already banked the money. What do you mean I by mean, that? I mean, the the way that the tax code, so the the provision of the with the death tax, where you can uh, bequeath your money to your, your family, that's only on that provision is only on for eight years. It's not gonna get renewed. It's gonna kill our tax base. So you can give up to twenty two million dollars to any of your family members. Okay, but what does that have to do with like? Um, like how what what effect will that have on on his base who isn't making anywhere near that amount of money? The people who are actually going to put him in the office, but they dream of making that money. So uh, the the yeah, that's the, true. those they opportunities do. for them that's very true. Everything that they needed to do, yeah. they have the energy. They've done it right now, mm-hmm. right? They're going to get into the point where they those people who felt that they've been rewarded going to get fat, dumb, and happy. The, the angry people, they, they don't stay angry forever. They're going to be pissed off at something else. Mm. And it's sort of like the middle and if the, prog- the progressives are already angry. But the middle, if the middle is going to shift, eventually people are going to be like, I can't tolerate this behavior anymore. You know, mm-hmm. it, the shock effect isn't going to be in. It's sort of like the loud guy that you think is entertaining after a while is annoying as hell. Yeah, yeah, going. Well, I think that, that was his calling. He was already annoying as hell from literally the beginning. So yeah. I don't. But I, I, I think it's he. He has to be annoying to um, the people that actually like him. There was a low turn voters turn voter turnout. In, in the there was election. a low voter turnout because Hillary was the other candidate. Yeah, that's why it wasn't because there was some sort of surprise. But yeah, and there was a lot of things going on. But yeah, Hillary is not a. She doesn't excite person. She's literally the only person who could lose to him. <laughs> yeah. Like, who, who else? But two, people forget, the United States is deeply sexist. Not, I don't know if that's really that true, I mean, though. If you, if you that's look, like, you know what I, when I hear, when I hear people say that, I think people say that, um, ah, let me not say that, because that'll, be I mean, that'll be another thing that'll take the, us another literally 30 minutes. Other than, I don't think Papa he, Bush, the most qualified person to run for president. I think she was, no, no, I, she was qualified. Sure, she was qualified, but was she a good choice? No, she's not charismatic. And, and that's not all it is. She's also a liar, and a, but they're all liars. That's so, the thing. Uh, they're yeah. all liars. So, but she was especially a liar. She was especially not like that fake ass smile that she did. She's very not charming. What is she's what actually? Is, she's what actually is the word better. for not charming? What is that? Uh, what is that word? She's not really standoffish, but I know what you're talking about. She's actually better in person. In small groups, I mean, she's okay, but, but she's she, not. She 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 doesn't look like she enjoys it. She's just I, I just smell BS on her through the TV screen. Yeah, you know her her breath reeks of BS. So I can't I can't I don't believe anything she says. I don't believe anybody. I mean that's me, but I. You know, I can see why people voted for Trump. I can see why people voted for Obama. Even George W. Bush, who I think is the dumbest. He, no. he actually was a dumb person, I believe. I'm, he's actually, he's more, J.W. is a, he's a regular guy, right? His dad was brilliant. He comes from a powerful family, right? But he was like, 
He's like the wealthy guy who hangs out with the jocks. That's how he described himself. And he didn't yeah. really pretend to be somebody else. And but, that's why people like him. But my point is, I can see why people could vote for him. Yeah. So even even when you look at all these people, Trump, Obama, Bush, Clinton before. Reagan. Reagan. I can see why. Carter. 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 Even Carter. Carter. I thought Carter was a good person. Like, I think there's a, there's a few of them, though, I think they, they were good people. He's one of the I mean, people I thought was a good he's person. Done, he's done more stuff. Post president than almost anybody else. So my Actually, point, yes. my point is, when I look at Hillary, I can't see why someone would vote for her other than, oh yeah, she's technically qualified and she's a woman, but that's not what people really vote no, for. People don't vote like, that way. Donald Trump is not qualified, but he's the president. You know, people just liked him. She she needed to be <clears throat> cleaner on that wave of like electing the first woman and she really should have deepened that down a little bit. I feel like if she just came a little more real, like yeah, she could have been raw, but that's not her style. She think she well, didn't, her, not her style is not what gets you elected. I yeah, mean, but I, I, I'm, I sound like I'm defending. I am defending her a little bit. Like Hillary comes out of the early feminist movement. Like she was in the grind for so long. She, she's not going to be the type of woman that's going to be relaxed because she's been dealing with the sharks the male sharks, and she learned to survive in that world, right? It's going to be hard for her to let that guard down because that's not how she made it. You know, she didn't... Hillary wasn't... She's a brilliant woman. That makes she, me That makes me feel like uh, you're defending her. I am kind defending her. effectively, though. I, got, <laughs> I, I, mean, I she, might have to be like, oh, hey, I mean, maybe... No, I, can't, I couldn't and do look, it. She came to, I mean, she came of age in the 60s and 70s when women didn't have positions of power and worked their way up. I mean, she helped they made a decision as a family for Bill to go into politics, even though they both wanted to, because they knew he had a better shot. Yeah, she, she's a hardcore pragmatist, mm. and um, I like to think of myself as one of those as well. I think the I think structurally the country would have been better for it, but we would it would have been like she would have been president for four years. She would have and she would have lost to someone like Baker or somebody. Do you feel like she um, Baker? Who's Baker? Our governor, Governor oh. Baker. Uh, do you feel like um, she would do anything differently? I'm talking about on internationally differently. Oh yeah. Than than Donald Trump. Other than I'm sure she wouldn't send out stupid ass tweets. I'm sure she no, wouldn't no, no, be no, repugnant. Like on on glo- global on the global stage, she is a powerhouse. Really? Powerhouse. Like she fu- she is on level and par with Putin. And this is they were having a beef. That's how he got involved. Um, She's 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 a real deal on in international politics. You might not like her, but if you want someone in a room who is like not in, not even not intimidated, like respected, like oh shit, uh, I can't come and wing it. <laughs> mm. yeah, she's probably one of the most per- prepared people to come into the space. Did That's you, why she was an effective Secretary of State. Did you vote for her? Um, Be honest. No, I vote. I'm going to tell you, <laughs> I voted for Bernie in the in the primary, yeah. and I voted for her in the general because okay. I'm a realist. <laughs> uh, all right, so uh, I mean, I wanted a woman, but I mean, Bernie aligned for a lot more of my progressive politics. Well, back to what I was saying about women in politics. I don't think the country's not ready for. I mean, if if you have a woman who comes with good ideas and is strong and I stuff, say like that, here's the other thing I'll say about Hillary. I think she's also strong. She's not. Uh, Hmm. She's not. She. I don't. She doesn't strike me as someone who's like dumb or weak. Or, no, 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 no. She's not any of those things. 
I just don't believe anything she says. That was it. That was, and that's, that's literally hard. it. So you, that's what it's saying. You need a you need a the but next it, woman it, that they put up has to have the bona fides because people are gonna be like, oh no, you just put up a, you know uh, Miss America. That's not gonna work. You what do you mean a, Miss America? Like, like looks uh, wise? Yeah, you can't have a pretty face with a nice smile alone because then they'll attack her on that. Well, that's what I'm saying. That, that's what they're gonna do with Kamala. This is what I feel. I feel like because Kamala, she's a pretty pretty lady. She's not young. She's old, but or older than us. But um, she's. I think they're gonna go in that direction with her. But she's not strong enough. She's like you'd ha- you'd have to have someone who's stronger than a Hillary Clinton, and who's who's able to bring some I mean, kind of. Uh, I mean, the only other female who who have that level of power was like an Elizabeth Senator Elizabeth Dole, and she's not running. She's a Republican. Um, she's not gonna run against a party. Well, she. It's, but this is what I'm saying. Politics isn't gonna go on that way. They're gonna go on perception. So the perception of power, the perception of intelligence is really what we're looking for. I think it's going to Kamala Harris doesn't have that. She's good looking and all that kind of stuff. She has good optics, if you want to put it in political terms. She's Cali, right? Yeah, California, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, No one likes the other powerhouse women like Pelosi and Feinstein. Nobody nobody likes those guys. Like Feinstein's past the... So if they have a woman... I like Feinstein's argument. She actually argues really well, but she's not a national politician. I don't like old women who... um, Anyway, that's another story. She seems like she's old, but why are you... Feinstein... I mean, I don't agree with everything, but if you listen to how she lays out her arguments, she's one of the most articulate... I just don't like, you know, but she she's is. a senator. She's, but she's a, senator. a senator. She's like a rich old lady, so she's going to be I mean, very everybody, polished everybody in everything in the that Senate she does. Is rich. Yeah, exa- oh yeah, I know. But um, I just don't. I don't. I don't like her. But so I think if they used Elizabeth Warren, she could probably do it because she's got some horsepower. But I don't know if they would. The the the, the, the I don't think the she's, Republicans have vilified her. It is like can she win the middle? If they believe she can win the middle, no, I I can see Elizabeth running in the primary, and if she does well, and she she would have to change her delivery from like a New England delivery to win in Middle America. She she has to win in the middle what the Midwest and the mid region, and she, <clears throat> I think she could do it. I really do. I, I mean, think if there's any if there's any woman who's because you know the Republicans and Democrats really protect the two party system. Oh yeah, there's no so third party the, candidate. The, the thir- I really, I would love it if a third party came up, like, uh, like let's say, let's say Bernie Sanders started a third party. It's never going to happen. But I think if he did, I think that would be your best bet into starting a third party. But I don't think it's it really going to. I think it would die eventually. So because be we're just uh, American, Americans aren't ready to. We're not leaving the two. Like we need, to, we need to be like thoroughly like done as done with the two parties. I'm already there. But I think America as a whole needs to be more done to start a third party and have it actually be a real third party. There's just at the national level, it's it's not possible right now. Uh, I mean, local you can switch back and forth. Really, party is not as important at the local level. You, Mm. you, but at the national level, Mm. it's critical. Is absolutely correct. Unfortunately, I, I agree. I don't like it, but I, I unfortunately I mean, think that yeah. is true. Um, but anyway, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Um, yeah, I think Elizabeth Warren would be um, their strongest female candidate. But I think there might be some other women out there that, that they could be. We'll see. Those those start I don't, who. 
I can't think of them, but we're gonna start. <laughs> exactly. We're gonna start seeing them next February. Well, I, if, but I'm saying they better if the, I better know about them soon because it's we're coming up. It's almost we're already halfway through. Yeah, yeah pretty so much halfway in, through his first term. Yeah, so in February, everyone's so, gonna come up there and start doing the dance. Well, I just I I don't think I don't think anybody if 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 there was somebody strong enough to to beat Donald Trump, who's a woman, I think so he would know about look it at, now. Look at the Democratic governor, Democratic female governor. Um, I think it's gonna be Warren, man, because there's no one else. Because he's already he's already pitting like his his whole digs at her with his whole Pocahontas. Yeah, that's bullshit. Just, I mean, that's just that no one cares about. But I mean, no, it's but massively I, racist. It no, just, I, well, I know that she's <laughs> super racist because she she identifies herself as Native American. She may may not. No, I get it. I understand. And he's intentionally saying you're not, and you're. But what I'm saying Pocahontas. though is he he constantly is is digging at that. Because ultimately, I think that he sees her as a potential threat in two years. Because that's always, all these guys are always looking towards the future. Who's going to be? I just, think he just doesn't like her because she. That is also she, true. She, she's like you're an idiot. That, like, is, that is also true. That is also true. But anyway, um, thank mm. you for joining us on Not Dumb Podcast. We we were very political today. Because um, politics messes with your money. We should talk about this again because there's other things I'd like to talk about because. I know you still believe in politics. I, I don't believe in politics. It serves. You believe in the political process. You don't? No, I don't believe in political pro- I don't have my faith in the political process. I understand it because it serves a purpose. It's what, it's a, it, it, it would be like putting your, your head in the sand. I'm still going to get eaten by the lion. I want to look in the lion in his face. I understand that too, but I don't, I don't believe that. Um, like a lot of people believe there's some salvation in these political candidates, and I don't believe that at all. I know, but I, I understand. I, Excuse me. I'm not looking for a messianic savior. I think that's where people come in, and they want someone to come and save them. Mm-hmm. I, I want to, I want to understand. I want to shape the space to make it better. And uh, if you got a bunch of imperfect things, you take the best of the choices you have. But you're able to shape those those choices yeah. earlier on. You want to be in the groups that are helping to pick that, that core cool of candidates and drive them through. Because by the time you get to the presidential election yeah. and you're paying attention, it's like trying to pick who's going to be winning in the Super Bowl. You got to start in the early season. Yes, I'm going with a football analogy. Um, you got to start in the early season. Mm-hmm. You know, well, It's like trying to win the World Cup right now in the rounds. If you didn't qualify for the World Cup, it don't matter. Yeah. Yeah, go this for true. Anyway, um, so we'll talk about this more on another podcast. Uh, it has been a pleasure um, speaking about politics and business with you, Shaman. Uh, oh, hopefully, our um, you know throughout that hour and forty five minutes of speaking, at least fifteen twenty minutes of that was something <laughs> was something uh, worth listening to. Hopefully, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, we're definitely going to revisit this because um, I, I have a lot of things I'd like to um, air out. About you politics. know, we should we should ask some like help. Like a um, a business, get a business who's actually come from overseas, and um, guide them through some of their questions. I think that would be helpful to some people. Maybe like some some businesses in Naples, because I, I said that because we have we have one Naples listener. I have no idea who it is. Or it can be a group of listeners. Yeah. Shout shout out to Naples. Uh, whoever's What's over that? in Naples, Italy, who's listened to like uh, three or four of our podcasts. Um, hey, good looking out. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Well. So eventually we might do a podcast from Naples. Yeah, you know? maybe. Yeah, <laughs> Business be, expense. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty awesome, man. 
Yeah, so if uh, you want to uh, sponsor us for our Naples trip to visit our one listener over there. Oh, the reason why I say this is because I'm on uh, like the, the, um, where we put all of our podcasts, which is SoundCloud. We're on iTunes now, remember? We're also on you iTunes. You got us on iTunes. Well, we iTunes, be- so here's how it works. iTunes takes it from SoundCloud. So Are we going to be on Android? We're going to be on Google Play next week. Spotify, it turns out Spotify is a little more difficult because you have to put your podcast on a different um, host web posting thing. Mm -hmm. So I would have to be like I pay to put them like to park them on SoundCloud. I have to pay a certain amount every month. So to put them on the Spotify, I have to put them on Libsyn, which which has limited storage and it's a little bit more expensive. So I'd have to. So uh, that might be something we'll do. mm -hmm. I don't know. I think I think with it. SoundCloud, Apple, and Google. That's a lot of listeners. I still want to get it on Spotify eventually, but I think Spotify is maybe down the road. But Google Play is like a next week deal because mm-hmm. they're, they're not even as hard to do as um, iTunes. iTunes was, was kind of dumb, actually. But um, So anyway, uh, shout out to Naples. I don't know your name. Email us, uh, the not dumb podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'd be happy to chat with you. Call in. We have unit talk. We can see your face. You can see our face. You know, that kind of thing. I don't be pretty. That's what we should do. We should yeah. be pretty by that. Exactly. Um, I edited myself right there. Yeah, <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> That's why I was like, no, maybe we should use a different sure. word. Exactly. Um, so anyway, thanks for listening. Uh, it was a pleasure. Um, sorry this took so long. And um, hopefully join us next time on the Not Dumb Podcast. Uh, yep, there you go. All right. Yeah. Uh, one. One. <laughs>